so this is Chuck right here. Chuck, I, I have a very simple Christmas question for you. You ready? I'm ready. You want a piece of me? <laughs> That's what I thought. That's what I thought. That's what I thought. Uh, let's see here. Sophia. This is wonderful Sophia right here. She's so precious. And uh, a twin to Anderson, part of the Chu family. Sophia, I have a very simple Christmas question for you. That's a nice Christmas sweater. I like it. You're welcome. I have a real quick question for you, though. You want a piece of me? She said yes. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Okay. Brad? You want a piece of me? I said no. I don't know about this. Oh, my goodness. So aggressive with the lead-in today. Well, there's a reason. First of all, Lenisa, thank you so much. And Lenisa's here with her family. I, I know her husband, Brian, but you have one of your children or two of your kids? Three. Fantastic. Well, welcome. We're so glad that your family's here today. <laughs> Let's put this up so I'm not preaching as a six-year-old. Okay. Well, this morning, the sermon title or sermonette is, You Want a Piece of Me? And I'm going to let you all just pause for a minute because you're not going to get another break until about December 28th. So you all just, this is it. The, your pastor cares about you, and I'm going to let you completely tune out and just relax. If you have small children, forget about them right now. If you have someone that uh, is next to you that has a drooling issue, forget about them. Just everybody just relax. Just let it all melt off. I'm going to go over here and I'm going to get a sip of water. Now you're wondering where I'm going. I'm serious. Don't worry about me. Don't worry about anything else. Just let it melt off. You have no responsibilities right now. None. Other than to just sit and be at peace. For many of you, that was impossible. All you could focus on is me going and getting water. We have a problem today. A challenge in this incredible Christmas season. And the issue, or the challenge in that, is that we're surrounded by conflict, aren't we? Constantly surrounded by conflict. I have uh, just a few Christmas traditions. And the past couple years, I haven't been able to observe one of them. It is going out and shopping with the masses on Christmas Eve. I get all my presents on Christmas Eve. The strategy and, and the, the brilliance behind that effort is very simple. It is whatever I come up with, whether it's good or bad, wanted or discarded, all I can say is that's all that was left in the store. That's my thinking. But I just started this tradition when I was uh, about 20, 21 years old, and yesterday I got to do it again. And I went out into the madness. How many of you were out there yesterday? God bless you. Uh, it was crazy. I relegated myself to a certain part of town, just one area. 
And uh, I, I actually had to cut through a Marshalls just to get where I was going. I almost didn't make it out. Uh, and, and the lines were horrendous. The parking, you have to pray for people in parking lots, right? And so there's this conflict. We're surrounded by conflict. I'll get to all that in just a minute. But the big question is, have you ever been in that moment where you're like, you want a piece of me, right? You want a piece of me? You may have said it yesterday if you were out there. I've seen a couple of you out there. And I remember times in my life where I felt conflict like peace was far away from my thinking. And in this Christmas story, in this Christmas narrative, it's not too far off as well. You see, there was a a king that felt very threatened by a baby. His name was Herod. And in essence, he was saying, you want a piece of me? You want to try to take my kingdom? I'll show you. And there wasn't very much peace for parents in Bethlehem for the following two years of Jesus' birth. And on and on, we look at the beauty of the Christmas story, but even the Christmas story is surrounded in conflict, isn't it? Up there you have a Hallmark picture. You can go to your Hallmark store and, and get that on a Christmas... No, you can't. Uh, but for about $1,000 a print, we're doing a fundraiser. That's ours. We own that. That was our live nativity. And uh, I got to tell you, this was our Egyptian live nativity. And it's about as authentic as you can get right there. That's phenomenal. Um, Henny, you look really good dressed like that. Really good. And so this morning we're talking about Advent peace. And we're going to be actually in John 14, 27 is our our key passage. So a baby comes, a child comes, and it's the fulfillment of a prophecy. And Israel was waiting desperately for the fulfillment of this prophecy. And yet, did peace come? The prophet Isaiah spoke about this child saying he was the prince of peace. Angels spoke to shepherds as we listen to that narrative from the book of Luke by David and Sujana and CJ as angels proclaimed peace on earth, goodwill to men. If you were out there yesterday, you were wondering, where is that peace? As opposed to, do you want a piece of me? So we have a little bit of a disconnect as we light the peace candle. Is it just ceremony? Or do we really know what it's like to have peace because of the Christ child in our life? Let me walk you through this real quickly. So we're talking about, do you want a piece of me? John 14, 27 says the following. Now this is fast forward. You're a few years later with Christ. And he's speaking to his disciples. And he's predicting the fact that he's going to be leaving them. And he's talking about how he's going to give a promise of the Holy Spirit. And he says, peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled. Neither let them be afraid. How do we absorb these words of peace from the one who is titled and has the authority to be the Prince of Peace, when we see over and over and over throughout Scripture and in our own lives, conflict all around us. Where is this Christmas peace? 
Where does it exist? Maybe this is a farce. Maybe we're selling you a Brooklyn Bridge. Well, let me encourage you from some words from Billy Graham. Billy Graham last week actually had someone email him with that exact question. And the response was this. He says that the message is true. The message that the angels gave to the shepherds that night. He says, because when we commit our lives to Jesus Christ and become His followers, He gives us peace. Peace with God and peace in our souls. He goes on to say, you see, by nature, we are at war. Not only with each other, but with God and even with ourselves. The Bible says, what causes fights and quarrels among you? Don't they come from your desires that battle within you? This is from James 4.1. But Jesus Christ came to change all of this. By His death and resurrection, He destroyed evil's final power over us. And once we understand this great truth, our lives will never be the same. Graham goes on to write back to this individual that someday Christ will return again. And even the evils we still see in the world around us, they will then be destroyed. So yes, someday the angel's promise on that first Christmas will be fulfilled totally and completely. As I was preparing to speak about peace today, I went back and did a study in the Christmas story about all the places where peace is mentioned. And if you have your scriptures this morning, turn to Luke 2, and we're going to read a couple sections from this. Again, our main text is what you see on the screen, but I want to take you through a, a little bit of a journey of how this word peace coincides with the coming of Jesus Christ as the Christ child. So, the first verse I want to take you to is Luke 2.14. And we just sang this. Just a beautiful, beautiful song. But one that we've not sung around here. So, Lenisa, I don't know if you caught that. You're wondering, why, what, what's happening? Why aren't people... We're not used to that, but this is straight from Scripture. Just a beautiful song. And listen to this proclamation. Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom He is pleased. So where's this peace? Were the angels just kind of spinning a, a, a yarn? Thank you. <laughs> the words of truth. So let's figure out, Sophia, how does that work? Where is the peace? Because we can all relate to the conflict, can't we? So there's a mystery here. There's a beautiful promise. There's a beautiful gift of peace. Let's look at the next verse, shall we? So Luke 2, 29. And this has to do with the prophets uh, Simeon and, and Anna that were at the temple when they presented Jesus for purification. And it says this, Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word. Simeon or Simon, however you want to say that, had received a prophecy from the Lord, from God, from Jehovah, saying he would not leave the earth until he saw Messiah. And as the family, as the, the holy family approached the temple, 
the Holy Spirit revealed to him in that moment, this is the child. And what does he say? Now your servant is at peace. What are you waiting for? What are you waiting for that has you in conflict? Children, many of you are probably like kind of anxious a little bit, waiting for tomorrow morning maybe? Maybe tonight? My children every year, now that they're in their 20s and, and late teens, remind us steadfastly that we will open presents on Christmas Eve. And every year there's a little bit of non-peaceful moment where we have to review and we open the gigantic book of Cook Tradition and we have to access, you know, where does it give us permission to, you know, and, and there's always this little battle and peace on earth is a little bit missing in those moments. What is it you're waiting for? Because Simeon was waiting for the Christ child. Did it happen? Yes. Yes. What God said would happen, happened. And the beauty of it is, look at his response. I can now depart in what? Peace. Brothers and sisters, that same God that promised the Messiah initially is the same God that promises you and I that Jesus will return and at that time, conflict will be resolved. Finally. Once and for all. And as much as he fulfilled this promise to Simeon, he will fulfill the other promise. The challenge for us this morning as we look at this idea of peace on earth is do we live in this idea of you want a piece of me or is there peace in me? Let's continue on. The last verse I found was in Luke 1, 79. And I believe that this is Zechariah's prophecy and is at the end of his prophecy and he's talking mostly in his prophecy about john the baptist which would be his son but then he relates to the light of the world and how his son will be a foreshadow his son will be that which starts to speak and prepare and go before the christ child and look at zachariah's prophecy he says that jesus is coming to give light to those who sit in darkness and in the shadow of death to guide our feet in the way of what? Peace. In the way of peace. This morning, I'm reminded of a story that I've, I've told here before, and I'll just share it with you briefly. In 1914, there was a war. They called it the war to end all wars. World War I. 1914 was the early part of that war, and as the story goes, and it's been confirmed through legend and commercials for IBM, that on Christmas Day of 1914, the Germans, the French, and the British were embattled against each other, and the interesting thing about this war is that they realized that they were trying to flank each other, and so from a certain town that I cannot pronounce, it was a race to build trenches all the way to the sea. And it was just this focus of getting there as fast as they could. And their enemy was just, just on the other side in their own trenches. And they'd taken heavy losses. And they'd been separated from their families for, for much of, of the year. 
And yet on Christmas Day, something miraculous happened because they stopped focusing on the conflict. They chose to stop focusing on the conflict. Instead, they focused on the day. They focused on the purposefulness and the intentionality. And they saw the problem that when you focus on Jesus Christ, Christ brings you peace. But when you focus on the world around you and the engagement of the battle and you want a piece of me, you stay in your trench. But that didn't happen that day. You see, on that day, and who knows who made the first move, but it is said that people started to sing Christmas carols that day. And by the way, this didn't happen up and down the entire front. It only happened in sections and it happened in varied levels to sections. But in one section for sure, someone started singing Christmas carols and the other side started singing with them. And there was a choice to focus on the Prince of Peace. And something magical happened. These individuals that were in the trenches fighting against each other stopped fighting, focused on Jesus, and came out of their trenches. And it is said that they stood together, arm in arm, helping, encouraging, offering each other cigarettes, offering each other drinks, and it's rumored that they even had a soccer game together. Soccer, the sport that unifies the world, right? And so in the middle of World War I, this happens, and there is peace. Incredible peace. How does that happen? How do you get out of the trench? It happens because they focused on Jesus. Amen? They stopped thinking about, do you want a piece of me? And they started thinking about, I want the peace in me. This morning, that's all I really have for you. This morning, I don't know who's out in front of me. Some of you I know, some of you I don't. But think in this idea that the promise of peace, if those angels were right, if the prophecies were right, if the statements were right, then the promise of peace is lived out with a housewife of three kids who has a full-time job. She has bills to pay but she sleeps soundly at night. Then this promise of peace is lived out within the student facing life-changing decisions who takes the time to move carefully and wisely. Then the promise of peace is lived out in the brother or sister who suffered loss in the death of a loved one because they know that the promise of peace goes beyond death with Jesus Christ for eternity. The promise of peace is lived out with the addict who lives day by day, not with the drug that used to tune out the pain, but with the joy and peace that only Jesus can provide. The promise of peace is for the lonely who reach out to those who go unnoticed. The promise of peace is for those who have broken marriages that are healed again. Part of the challenge we have, brothers and sisters, is that when we're in the trenches, it's all about, do you want a piece of me? And that conflict is rife in the world we live in. But it has nothing to do with Christ. And so much of our society pays so much money or medicates themselves so much because they can't deal with the conflict. 
Here's the beauty. I'm going to take you to a different part of the story to wrap up today. You know, when you went out and you bought a present, how many of you asked the clerk, which one's going to break the fastest? Any of you? We'll find out how they all play out with the gifts that we, that we provide. But yeah, I doubt many of us go into a store and we, we give our hard-earned money to say, oh, okay, which one of these things is going to break the fastest? I, I, I want that one. Not a lot of consumer confidence there. What about Christian confidence? This morning, if you know Jesus Christ, do you know Him as the one who gives you peace? Do you believe in this promise? Is it real? Is it just a candle that we light? Or is this something that you walk in? That you live in in spite of the conflict? Folks, the conflict's not going away, is it? When God promised peace, He didn't promise the peace to solve the world's problems. You know what I read yesterday on my news? One of our generals just, just prefaced, a general in the Marine Corps, just prefaced to a bunch of the soldiers that we have, war is imminent. Are you ready? Do you hear what's coming? There is no peace for this world. And I could keep going. I read things that were so horrific this past week that happened in our world all around us. Where is the peace? You see, the, the amazing thing is, is that the peace is there. It's granted, and listen carefully, not to the circumstances around you. This is a broken and failed world. Jesus will fix this at the end of time. But right now, it is a broken world. So what do you do with that? That's the beauty of this promise today, peace. This child Christ brought peace for your soul. Not to the world. Not to fix the world as a macro sense, but to fix the world one person at a time and address the needs of the soul, your soul, my soul, that we can have peace in the midst of the conflict. Are you ready? Here comes the beautiful picture of this. I want you to see yourself out on a boat. It's not a very good boat. It's a small fishing vessel. And you're out on a, on a very large lake that at certain times of the year, a wind comes down through the canyons, much like what happened up in Northern California. And 80 to 100 mile an hour gusts of wind come down on this lake. And, and what happens to water when that happens? Any ideas? <laughs> the water says, you want a piece of me. That's what happens. And let me take you to a boat filled with our disciples that heard this promise from Jesus. And he says, peace I give to you. You see, they're all screaming. And they're seasoned, salty fishermen. And they are convinced they will die because of how bad the circumstances are. There are days. Let me see if I get an amen on this. There are days where we feel that way in our lives. Am I not kidding? Alright? We're preaching truth here. But I want you to hold to this picture of the promise of the Prince of Peace. You see, the disciples, the seasoned sailors, are in a panic. And they say, where is this Jesus? Where is this baby that was born in the manger? Where is this one that the angels said, here he comes, the one who will give peace on earth? 
we're dying out here. Where is it? Oh, wait. Uh, last time I saw him, he was in the back. Let me go check on him. He's sitting back. You know, no, he's not sitting. He's laying down. I've been on one of those boats over there. It's not real comfortable to lay down. Let alone, how many of you ever get seasick just from a little rowboat? He's asleep in the back of the boat. The picture of peace. Now, how can he do that? Because that was the disciples' question. How can you do this? You know why? Because he knew the Father's will. For you and I, brothers and sisters, do you know the Father's will? Let me explain the very simple version of it. That is, peace is promised to you. Eternal life is promised to you. There is conflict all around us, all around us, and that conflict is caused by sin. The problems that our world is having is caused by sin and selfishness and greed. Are we agreed on that? But Jesus says, or God says, I'm going to do something better than that. I'm going to give you the answer. So he sent his son that he might die on the cross, raise again, and ascend to heaven, completing what had to be done to pay the penalty for our sins. Our challenge, and here's my close, is do we trust him enough that we're going to cuddle up next to him in the back of the boat? Do we really believe he can offer us that peace? You see, Jesus knew the Father's will. He knew he wouldn't, and he knew that the disciples weren't destined to die that day. But he chose to teach his disciples a valuable lesson. Know the will of the Father. And this peace that he's talking about will come into your life. Know the will of the Father. And then you can trust in Jesus. My question to you this morning. Are you ready to get out of the trenches? You see, for those men to get out of those trenches, there had to be great trust, didn't there? Are you ready to get out of the trenches and leave the conflict behind and stand with all courage trusting our Lord and Savior that when we focus, when those men focused on Christ on Christmas Day, there was peace on earth, goodwill to men. Are you ready to get out of the trench? Then you need to trust in Jesus, the Prince of Peace. Amen? So instead of a cute little saying like, no God, no peace. If you made that one up, I'm sorry, I don't mean to mock. Yes, I do. I think mine's much better. Right? You want a piece of me? Or do you want... <laughs> Thank you. You want a piece of me? Or do you want peace in me? This morning as we close, remember, Jesus promised peace. He came to give peace. The question for you and I is twofold. Are we ready to really trust Him and get out of the trenches? If you don't know that peace of Jesus Christ yet, because you don't know Him, you're just hearing about it, find out about Him. Pursue Him. Look for Him. If you know Him, the question is, are you focusing too much on the problems around you? rather than trusting in the one that can sleep in the back of the boat in the midst of the storm. What a beautiful message today in such a timely manner for us who live in a crazy world of conflict. Amen? 
Let me go ahead and close in prayer, and then we're going to greet one another and, and close with a song. As I go ahead and close in prayer, I'm going to give an opportunity for you to just search your heart and see if the Lord is speaking to you. And so let's go to prayer, and you'll know when, uh, when I'm going to ask that and prompt that. Let's close our eyes and bow our heads. Father, to you be all glory. And, and I thank you that when we, t- when we talk, when we think about the different times and periods of history where there's great conflict, we can look to and see these promises of peace that when we do follow and we trust in the Christ child, anything is possible. That we can come out of the conflict, we can live in the conflict, we can go through the conflict with Christ because He gives peace to our soul. This world is a a broken place and you yourself have stated that over and over. And I praise you, God, that at one day you will fix this place. But right now you are about fixing us and attending to our soul. Speak through your spirit and the word today. We all come from different circumstances and different walks. But I'm sure, Lord, in our own ways, we are looking for peace. Let us look to the thing that can truly provide us peace today. Thank you, Father. And this morning as we continue in prayer, if you need to know that peace, if this is an idea, this is a concept, this is inspirational, and there's a part of you that desires this deeply, so deeply, that you are ready to get out of the trench trusting in order that there may be peace in your soul promised by Christ, and you're ready to follow Him. If that is you this morning, then I encourage you, seek after Christ. Don't hesitate. Don't wait. Don't put your trust in the things that are going to fall apart. But seek after Him. And I would like to pray for you now, if there's anybody here today. So the best way for us to do this is, is if that is not you, Keep your head down, keep your eyes closed. But if that is you today and you desperately want that inspirational sense of peace through Jesus Christ, I'm going to ask that you just look at me straight in the face. And, and, and if you're looking at me right now and that's not you, you better, you better get your head down so that we get this straight. But if that is you today and you need that peace of Christ for the first time, just look up at me so I can acknowledge you and I can pray over you. Is there anybody here today that that's you? Thank you. Anybody else? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That move that's happened within your heart only happens because the God who sent His Son that you might have eternal life has spoken to your heart. That is a beautiful answer of peace. Let me pray over you. Father, You've seen the hearts. You know the hearts. You've brought the individuals here today. Lord, that they would seek after that peace with You because You have provided it. In the midst of all the conflict and all the war, that You can give each of us peace through Your Son, through trusting, through faith in Your Son. 
Thank you for this message of peace in Christmas. Thank you for each of these hearts that responded to your word and your spirit this morning. Carry them today, Father. Let them continue to pursue your Son and walk in that. Thank you, Father. To you be all glory. Amen.